have just entered the building with your boys, King and Sane. Welcome to Shop Talking Random-ish, where conversation rules the nation, and no topic is off-limits. You know, this ain't nothing but healthy Oh, that's why. Yeah. Now, welcome your hosts, Rick King and Will Sane. Greetings, Atlanta, America, Worldwide Internet. Thank you for tuning in to WWE 1100 AM, The Real. You're in Shop Talking Randomish with King Insane and the lovely Starlight. I am Will Sane. It's your boy, Rick King. I am in the building. I am on the boards. I am behind the glass. I am. I shall be. I am. The lovely Starlight is in the building. What's up, people? The super duper producer, Greg, is in the building. Greg, say what up? Big Shoot. Yo. Y'all know what this is. This ain't nothing but some good old-fashioned barbershop-style conversation in this young barbershop. No conversation is taboo. We ain't got but one rule and one rule only. Will, what is that rule? That rule is say what you mean, mean what you say. Just don't be mean when you say it. Starlight, please tell the people what to do if they want to be a part of the show. For those that would like to call in, the number is 404-603-8770 or... If you're in your mammy basement, please let her know it's not one of them 9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
semantically. Good people, how y'all doing this 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 lovely evening? Ladies good. first. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, back in the swing of things with school. Finished my first week of third grade. Uh oh. And, and how how was your first? Fir uh, I did good. Um. It was hard, coach. I did good. I made it. Um, yeah, it, it's not as it's not as bad as it could be. There are some. Uh, I, I do slightly miss um virtual teaching only because now I have to get up real early and put some damn clothes on. Well, I mean, I put on clothes anyway, but uh, and our school is outside, so I ain't got to be like dressy, dressy. But um, yeah, I gotta leave the house and drive and then park and then make sure I'm there on time. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do adult things. You know, know <laughs> rolling out of bed for a good 180 days and just turning on Zoom at eight o'clock. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, my mama, my mama lived probably 10 minutes away from the school. And you was late every day. Weren't hey, you? No, no, no. This was she was. I mean, this was she was just working at the school, and she got there at. The bell ringing when the bell every rung? day. She timed it every day when she got there. By the time the bell was ringing, she was like, I "Ain't getting them no extra." And she is still prompt. <laughs> no, no, no extra. No extra. She wouldn't get them not a drop extra. Clock in at eight. Clock out at four. But yes, that is definitely one thing I am doing this year. I am not going to stress out or do yeah. anything. It's just like. It'll get done when it get done. And I'm going to do it everything on time and have things turned in when, if not beforehand. It's just I'm not working myself silly. Yeah, you can, you get, you can burn yourself out. Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, you don't, you don't want to mm -hmm. burn yourself out too early in the game. What time is recess? Uh, my kids go to recess at, well, lunch and recess starts at 11.25 and we're back. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 11.30 and we're back in the class by 12.25. So do the kids still go outside? Do they go outside and play for recess? Well, no. I like mean, we we either we either well, right now we either eat outside and then let them run around because you know we can't use no playgrounds and stuff mm -hmm. under COVID situation. So it's either that or indoor recess where you let them do a little <laughs> couple of go noodle videos or dance around to some videos on um from Just Dance on YouTube yeah. and maybe play a game or two when it's uh inclement weather. How long? Was I know. I know. Recess can't be the same. I mean, even. Before COVID, recess was not the same not two years ago as it was for any of us. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because, like, uh, we all went to real one brick-and-mortar buildings. I work at a nature school. We got pods, so we all outside. Yeah. So it really is, like, on rainy days, there's no going to the gym. We have no gym. So we're just definitely in the room. In the room. And you just, if it's really cold outside, you inside. You just inside. Are there windows? Oh yeah, we got wall like there's walls of windows indoors. Okay. So I have to yeah. come. I have to come visit the school. I to, can we can can we come visit the school? You can no? drive by right now. Drive by. We are not allowing visitors on campus. I want to see right how now. this because I, I never see. I want to see how this is. How you say how you say y'all outside you the, and uh, set up. I can show you the website. We have drone footage on the website now. Okay. It looks very nice. Oh. Very nice. Drone footage. I mm -hmm. need to see this. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will tell it to you off air. Okay, show me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have a special guest in the house tonight, Starlight. We do, we do, we do. So, the gentleman to my left, mm -hmm. very influential in my life, 
my high school years. It's one of those situations where how Rick has been able to bring people up from his uh, childhood and classic cityness and give classic them their flowers before uh, they leave here. I decided to do the same. Yeah. Favorite high school teacher. Had hey, my him, man. Had him for two uh, science classes. He also helped me develop a love for the stats of basketball. <laughs> Tell the people who you are, sir. Good evening, everybody. I'm uh, Coach McCray, Floyd McCray. Nice to have you in the building, Coach McCray. You need some clap. Coach. I, I know we're gonna give you the real clap. We're gonna give you the real clap because <laughs> this is special uh, for Starlight, which means it's special for us that we have you in the building because she brought it to our attention that you were her influence. So more so than me running my mouth like I normally do. I ain't gonna run my mouth. I, no, I'm not gonna run my mouth. No, 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 no. I'm not running my mouth because I want you to have. I want you to have all your time, as much time as you need, to give this great gentleman, Coach McRae, his flowers. Thank First you. of all, I want to say you thank you for your service. Appreciate it, brother. And um, I know a lot. Most of the times that's that's saved for military, but to me, teaching. Is a great is the greatest service of them all mm -hmm. because without y'all, hey, we ain't nothing. There's no nothing going on without teachers and great teachers and great black men as teachers, especially teaching science. Right. Because we that's 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 one of them things that we done ran from and run run from. Right. The sciences. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, yeah, so, Um. I guess the first, you know, wait, New York. All the, it look like you don't live in all the boroughs. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I was born in uh, in New York City. I moved around, I moved around a lot. I, you know, I was born in New York. I grew up in the Bronx, uh, Long Island, and uh, Jersey. Um, and after high school, I came down here to go to Morehouse College. The house. How, how did that happen? Well, you know, I didn't even, I had a bas I had two basketball scholarships in, in Jersey. I went to school called Seton Hall Prep, and it's on the campus of Seton Hall University. We were the number one team in Jersey. And, uh, you know, I had two offers up up there. And um, uh, my, my mother wanted me to come down to Atlanta to visit uh, a cousin. He was a Kappa pledge at Alabama A&M out of Huntsville area. And so me and my buddy, we came down just to visit. And uh, when we got off the plane, he said, uh, I'm going to take you all down to the AU Center. And, you know, this is before the Cosby Show, so yeah. we didn't know what the AU Center was. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and so I said, what's the AU Center? He said, I'll show you. And so we drove around, uh, my cousin and my buddy of mine, we drove around, and he said, that's uh, Morehouse. And I said, what's Morehouse? He said, that's an all-male college. I said, why are we coming here? I go to all-male high school. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> And he said, well, over there is Spelman. I said, what's Spelman? He said, that's an all-female college. I said, man, that's, that's where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he said, the next day, I'll, I'll take y'all. So the next day he dropped us off. And, uh, you know, we, we stuck out like a sore thumb, you know, two 17-year-olds, just dumb kids walking around campus. Yes, sir. And uh, But what we met was we met a lot of dudes from D.C., the, the DMV, uh, Philly, uh, North Jersey, where we were from in New York and Connecticut. And they befriended us, took us to class, played ball with them in the afternoon, um, and, and hung out in the dorms until my uh, cousin was ready to pick them up, pick us up. And um, 
you know, I still had my scholarship. I wasn't even thinking about coming to school here because, you know, I had a good time. But yeah. but it was good that we, we met someone in our own area, and we never thought that would happen. We just came down here, you know, just to visit. And um, uh, it wasn't until Thursday night we were up in Graves Hall. I'll never forget, I'll never forget this. And one of the guys said, uh, make sure your cousin brings you here early tomorrow because we're going to take you over to Spelman at noon. So tomorrow was Friday at noon. Huh? And so it was like eight of us mm, in the room. Mm, and so mm. I said, uh, what goes on at Spelman at noon? And they all laughed at me. Look at this dummy, you know. And so, man, when we got there, mm, you know. Mm. And I, it was summertime, too. Hey, no, no, this was the spring. spring. You know, oh. This is the spring. So, you know, I'm 17 years old. Hormones raging. Yes, sir. And, you know, I, I know this is barbershop talk. You know, I'm, Let's I'm, get it. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, reti I'm retired now. Exactly. So I can say what I want to say, can right? Like, yes, sir. <laughs> you tell like it needs to be told. But, you know, we saw the girls with the belly shirts and, and the short shorts and the, and, and the DJ was playing. So I was like. And there was no fights. You know, where we came yeah. from, it was always a fight when black folks got together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, when we saw that, man, I said, immediately, I'm coming down here. <laughs> and so my buddy said, what about your basketball scholarship? I was like, man, I'm coming down here. Let's <laughs> let it go. And so so now I had to convince, you know, we, we came up with a plan to convince our mom, because we're both single parents. Yeah. Uh, home, come from single parent home. I had to convince my mother, okay, how can I get down here? So I realized that Morehouse had a program with Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. It's called a dual degree program, and I was pretty good at math. And so I said, that's it. So I'm going to sell that to her. And uh, I said, Mom, when I got home, I said, you know what? I'm going to forego my, my basketball scholarship, and I want to come down to Morehouse. Uh, she said, where's Morehouse? And I told her, I said, well, they have a program with Georgia Tech. And it's a dual degree program, so I can get two degrees in five years. And so she just... You know, you can't go. You can't go. So I was like, come on, man. This is my opportunity. You know, I'm good at math. I said, I got connections with NASA. So I was really selling it, right? Man, they selling math, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so she, obviously, she let me go. But what I realized is that how tough it was for her. You know, yeah. there's an old saying that mothers raise their daughters and love their sons. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that because she was crying. She's lost it. I didn't realize that until I had my own kids. And it's the same thing goes with fathers yes. and their daughters. Yes, sir. You know, you know yep. we love our sons, but it's a different bounce, you know what I mean, with our daughters. Yeah. So I, I really realized, you know, how she really felt when my kids went off to school. Mm -hmm. And so my buddy, he didn't come down here. His mom said uh, he couldn't come down here. So he went to University of Maryland. And, um, and so that's how I got to Morehouse, man. And I, and I never... I'll never regret that decision, but you got to think about my decision. Yeah, a 17-year-old made a decision off of belly shirts and DJ. <laughs> hey, and DJ. Hey, that's, you know what I mean. Hey, but but it was a great but decision. You made, yeah, yeah, you made a great choice though. I mean, it, you made a great it, choice, and you actually worked your plan. Right, and and see the choice that I made, it, it I didn't realize how much it impacted my life until I became a mentor to to students. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because my plan was to go to med school, and and. I would have dreams that I was in a classroom. This is how I got into education. I would have dreams that I'm in a classroom, and um, this is after I graduated, because my last two semesters, I changed my major from math. I was a math engineer major. I wasn't gonna go to Georgia Tech, <laughs> but, but I changed it to biology, you know, and I wasn't going to med school. And so I realized that I had too many hours for the last three semesters. I took 22 hours. So I was taking physics one, physics two at the same time, never took it in high school, advanced cellular genetics, anatomy and physiology, biochemistry and art. And I didn't have a book in art, so I didn't have enough money left, but I, I, made, I made it do, right? Made it do what it do. 
So I, I, I graduated, but I was burned out. And so my, one of my professors said, well, why don't you sub? And I said, what do you mean sub? He said substitute and uh, maybe take some class at Georgia State after a semester of a break to get ready for med school. So I said, all right, all right, I'll do that. And so when I got into Fulton County Schools as a sub in middle school, some of the kids were saying, you know, Mr. McRae, you, you, you teach my class better than my own teacher. Why don't you become our teacher? Mm. And I said, nah, man, I'm only here for, for subbing, man. I'm, not, I'm mm. not here to teach anybody. I'm just here passing time, basically. But I would have some dreams, and, and, and you know, it's crazy because I still remember the dream. The dream was as old as I am, as big as I am, I'm 6'2", I would, I would be in my, my old grammar school in Jersey, and the desk, you know, because I'm tall, the desk would raise up off the floor. Mm. And I would, I would not see all my classmates, it was my eighth grade class, but I would see my teacher, Miss Alexander. And I would say, Miss Alexander, why am I in here? And she would write on the board, and I said, Miss Alexander, Miss Alexander. And she would turn around, I said, why am I in here? I said, I graduated from Morehouse already, why am I in here? And then the dream would disappear. And I would have that dream at least twice a month. Mm -hmm. And so then I said, you know what, you know what? I may teach for a year to save up some money for med school. So that's when, you know, I was so green back then. I had a resume for med school and everything. So I didn't know, I didn't even know to call the Board of Education. I called the first school I saw in Fulton, which was Westlake High School, which Stella went. <laughs> and so I called and the principal said, come on in for an interview. And she says, well, what do you, what do you want? I said, well, I got a bio degree from Morehouse. She said, that's all I need to hear, come on in. And because now I realize you don't find too many black males with a biology, yeah, biology yeah, degree. Yeah. No. <laughs> and so now when I went there, um, I was I was uh, I interviewed with her in our department chair, Ms. Dotson. Man, I was so green. Uh, I, I passed out I'm the wrong I, I passed out the wrong resume. <laughs> <laughs> and so so she was like, oh, so you want to go to med school? I was like, how did you know that? She said, your resume say med school. <laughs> I said, I was shaking my I said, just chalk it up to a dumb. 22 year old you know so anyway she she i got the job and um after about the first year uh, uh when i was i wanted to leave some of the kids would say well coach mccray why don't you wait till i graduate i said nah man i'm only here for a year and so then the the, the ninth grade i mean the varsity coach asked me to coach basketball and i said i'm not doing that but he said i'll pay you and so when he said he'll pay me, I said, okay, that's more money I can save yeah. for med school. Yeah. So that was my whole so focus. So med school is still your main focus. Like, that that was my focus. Yeah, that was, it was temporary. That, okay. was my, that was my focus. And so the kids would say, well, wait till I leave. I said, well, what grade are you in? He said, I got one more year left. I said, all right, all right, I got one more year. So I stayed my, my next year. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting pretty good at basketball. I'm connecting more with the kids. And so now I realize that I'm ready, I'm ready to leave. So the next group are saying, hey, man, one more, man. You, you did it for them one more year. Yeah. And I'm like, look, man, I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> and so I said, all right, one more. But after that, I realized the stories they would tell me and how I was helping them. I didn't know I was really helping. I was just, you know, just regular yeah. conversation. Um, so then I realized the dreams. I stopped having the dreams. And so when I prayed, I said, God, I got it. I got it. And, and, and I truly believe that the Lord pointed me in that direction. And, and, and what I really wanted to do was save the lives of babies. Mm -hmm. But the Lord ordered my steps to save the lives of teenagers. Yeah. Amen. And so that's, that's how I got into the education. And I think basketball was my vehicle. Because when you're a science teacher, no one likes a science teacher. No, no you know what I mean? <laughs> but I was the basketball coach. Yeah. So it was Coach McCray. You know, so... so and like, like one of the kids said, Coach, why are you teaching hard like that, man? You're a coach, you know. <laughs> but I said, I'm a, I'm a coach, but I'm a teacher too. Yeah. So 
and I would tell a lot of stories in the classroom. So it wasn't just, all right, we're going to learn about the cell, we're going to learn about mitosis and cell division. It was more stories. Like my professors at Morehouse molded me, that's how I cared for my kids. So that's how I got in. That's the best way to teach, man. So, so, so the first day when you walked in there, your first day, and you turned around, tried to scribble your name on the board, and you turned around and you seen these eyes looking at you. No, no. First day, I remember the first day I walked in, because uh, we were short a teacher, I didn't notice. I had 50-something kids in the class and repeaters. Ooh. And, you know, and, and I looked real stern, like I didn't say anything to anybody. Walked right in, you know, they were using foul language, and I didn't say anything, you know, yeah. because I can relate to them. You know, I'm from the same neighborhood. It's just I'm from the north and they're from the south, so I, I get it. So I didn't say anything, so... When everyone came in, I just slammed the door. Boom! And you heard, that is crazy, man. He crazy. <laughs> yeah. I ain't saying anything. I said, good morning, everybody. I'm Coach Mack. And that was it. And so then I started making connections with everybody. And then after a while, then it got, oh, man, Coach Mack is pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's, he was cool. So, and I, and I think it's the relationship I built with them. That's what enabled me to can make that connection because as a teacher, um, whether you're a teacher or you're using the schools to be working with kids, you can get kids to do anything you want, but they have to know that you really care for them. Exactly. And that was the connection that I made with them. Yeah. You know, whether it was my students or whether it was my basketball players, you know, I made that connection. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, y'all, it's time to go um, get ready to jump on the radio. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to continue the conversation with Coach Mack. We will be right back. Yeah levy or finally just want to know your options call the experts at republic tax relief and stop collections immediately a plus rated by the better business bureau with a five-star rating from yelp this veteran-owned company has the fight you need to take on the irs don't go at it alone call their hotline number now 800-657-7991 that's 800-657-7991 find out if you qualify today call 800-657-7991 or go Go to republictaxrelief.com. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. You are tuned into WWE Geekville. AM 1100. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Random-ish with King and Sane and the lovely Starlight. It's going to be some stuff you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. Gotta be able to smile through all this. Addicted to fatal attractions, pictures of actions, be played back in a 
just a mansion. No fairy tales for this young black male. Some see me stranded in this land of hell, jail, and sales. Hustling and hardly think of culture. Or the repercussions while busting on backstabbing vultures. Selling my soul for material wishes. Fast cars and wishing I live my life a legend. Immortalized the pictures. Watch that tears say your sympathy. My childhood years was spent burying my peers in the cemetery. Here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe. If you believe, then you can achieve. Just look at me against all odds. Though life is hard, we carry on. Living in the projects, broke with no lights on. To all the seas that follow me, protect your essence. Born with less, but you still precious. Just smell for me now. Internet, thank you for the radio. Thank you for tuning in to the radio hour of Talking Random Ish. I am Will Sane. It's your boy Rick King. I am in the building. I am on the boards. I am behind the glass. I shall be. I am. I is. The lovely starlight is in the building. Hello, people. 
The super duper producer Greg is in the building. Big show. Yo. <laughs> Y'all know what this is. This ain't nothing but some good old fashioned barbershop style conversation. In this here barbershop, no conversation is taboo. We have but one rule and one rule only. Will, what is that rule? That rule is say what you mean, mean what you say. Just don't be mean when you say it. Starlight, talk to the people, please. If you would like to call in, our number is 404-603-8770. But if you're in your mammy basement, please let her know it's not one of them nah 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 I don't know. I don't no. know. Coach, coach said. He don't told he say what he want to say. So I don't know. <laughs> but um, tell her, really? let her know that the phone call is on us. It's one triple eight nine two five seven five six two. But right now, well, since about eight thirty, you could find us on Talking Random is Facebook page and YouTube page. That's T A L. K comma up top apostrophe and T A L K comma up top apostrophe and wherever we pod, <laughs> we, uh, I'll finish say about twelve wherever things. Wherever they pod and we casting people. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know the shop, oh. folks. Come on in, come on in, come on in and join us and talk to Coach Mac Ray. All right, all right, Coach. So, in your story, when you got to the illustrious. Westlake High School, the best to ever do it. South Fulton's own. You said you used to give the kids. They would ask you at the end of the year, give us one more year. Yet somehow in the spring of '99, when we asked you for one more year, you just couldn't make it work. Why? Why couldn't we get our one more year, Coach? Well, you know, in that spring, you know, the basketball team, you know, we were 33 and 0. You know, we had 17 kids on that team, and uh, uh, out of the 17, 14 eventually received scholarships. We had a Mr. Georgia. We had Adam Pacman Jones, who was a freshman, and you know, a couple of kids end up being in the NFL. Yep. Super so, Bowl champion. Right. Kieran Fox. That's right. Kieran Fox, Sean mm-hmm. Jones, Kerry Willis. We, you know, we had a, a whole list of whether it was D1, D2, D3, mm-hmm. NAI, JUCO. Yes. We, we had the whole. They played the whole crew. Um, so I, I just got another opportunity, you know what I mean? So the opportunity was at Creekside High School, uh, which was only 10 minutes from there, and it was our rival school. Um, but I really didn't, like I said, I really didn't want to go to Creekside. Uh, Tri-Cities called me before they even posted the position, mm-hmm. uh, and the principal and AP brought me in the office, and uh, they didn't offer me the job. They just said, we really want you, really want you. And so I wanted to get clear. I said, are you saying you offer me the position because it's not posted? They said, no. We can't offer it to you yet because we have to post it and still interview. And so I said, okay, let me think about it and let you know. But Creekside already offered it to me. Yeah. And um, so I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine, and they said, Floyd, you know, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. You need to go with the definite because the principal can easily get a call from a person from the past and saying, hey, I got a friend that's applying, moving to from Statesboro, yep. from Florida, or from anywhere, and say, I, I did you that favor years ago do me that favor and hire him and then I would have been out of a job so I had to go with Creekside even though see Creekside that year only won four games mm-hmm. and so I figured you know it was a no, it was a win-win situation for me because I know I can go in there and win four games 
So, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, nowhere, nowhere to go but up. That's right. That's right. So so I would have the middle school kids come for individual workouts like we did at Westlake. So the same model we did at Westlake, all I did was at Creekside. Yeah. And so we had uh, kids individual workouts, and some of the upperclassmen they didn't show, or and then we did summertime and. And I, I saw the different mindset, and I saw why they only won four games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I basically already knew uh, what I was going to do in the fall. And, 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 for, and when you have trials, trials, you know, I can say this now, but trials in the fall is just a formality. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. your team is basically made over the summer unless yes. you get some transfers. Yes. Um, but I kept two seniors. I kept one senior, Carl Green, uh, and, I, and I saw the leadership in him. And mm-hmm. Carl right now, uh, and Carl didn't really start, but he was a good leader. And uh, and I know he was upset that I cut his boys, but Carl was a great leader. And I saw that, and I said, you're going to be a good leader one day. And and right now, Carl is the uh, athletic director at Westlake High School. That's good. Business. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. saw that in him when he was 17, 18 years old. And the other kid was Ryan Trotter. Um, uh, <laughs> Ryan got hurt, but he was a starter since he was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So I kept him because his brother came along. He was a 6'4", 8th grader. He was touching the top Blue of the square huge. back then. Mm. What? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so I started four ninth graders, four ninth graders, and one sophomore. Because, yeah. like I said, I figured I could win four games, and so we ended up winning 13. So we were 13 and 13. The second year, we made it to the Elite Eight. We finished eighth in the state. And the third year, we in the state championship game uh, without my my top player towards ACL. We lost to Westlake in the state championship. Oh, and I gotta man. I gotta mention oh, if man. Coach Matei if Coach Matei is listening, hey that ball went off Earl's foot, man. No it didn't. You no, know you know we no, should have won that game, man. No, it didn't. I was without my no, top player. No, you know what I mean? No, and Earl, I said, Earl yeah. Callaway did not he, he he did not mess up the game for us. That's no. right. Hey that no, ball went off Earl's foot. It. I watched that no. tape I don't know how no. many times. <laughs> And see, and Earl Ooh. plays overseas now, you know. Oh, so me and him, we still got that joke, you know. Still got a joke. Yeah, yeah. So Earl, you know that ball went nope, off your foot. Nope. nope. You Rogers know. boys did it. We it's won. Like we won things. again. We won it's again. Like, it's like one of those things where you want to call everybody back in. Oh like yeah, yeah. Years later. But but it's funny because because some of my old Creekside players and Earl got into a Facebook battle and they're like, yo, let's play, let's play, let's 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 replay that game. And some of the kids, they're older now. They're thirty some years old. They'll say, no, we can't go full court. Let's do a three on. Three, you know, so it's all fun, man. Because those are still my boys, the Westlake boys, that whole community, man. Because once you're in it, you're in it, you know. How how was that game for you though, going up against Rogers? Like, you know, I, I you know, where Ro- Rogers gave me an opportunity. You know, Rogers was the head coach, okay. and so you know, me and Rogers, we worked all these camps together, whether it was Georgia Tech, Rick Pitino camp at Kentucky. So he and I, that was my guy. And, and Rogers gave me the opportunity because I was the JV coach when he was the assistant varsity. So when the head coach, Coach Hudson, retired, Rogers moved up and he said, McRae, what you did with the defense for the JV, do the exact same thing with the varsity. So it was an easy transition. Okay. And so our first year together, we made it to the Sweet 16. And, and then the next year, that's when, no, the second year, we made the Sweet 16. The third year, that's when we were 33 and all. Okay. So and that's and then that's so, when you wanted your own program and that's when you wanted So to that was the that was the basketball team dynamic that I came into Westlake knowing. Okay. So I'm like, that's how coaches are supposed to be. So <laughs> right, of course right. then when I get over to Georgia State and I'm seeing Lefty Drizelle, I'm like, Yep, I know how good coaches are. This is what they're supposed <laughs> right, to be. Right, right. It's amazing. And then 
our girls are still under Coach Hankerson. She's she like it switched over to the girls a few years ago, and they've been four, they're four and zero, or as far as four back to back. Really? Championships. The girls, the girls are four people. Yes. They yeah, won they, four and they won, they, they won in the Coach nation Hank, last year. Yeah, 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 they won the Geico National yeah. Championship. Coach, the girls. Hank, Coach Hank has been there uh, coaching in some form of West, at Westlake since she got out of college. And how long has that been? Well, I Ooh. came in in 92, mm-hmm. and Coach Hankerson was the assistant she, yeah. to a guy she named was, Barton Powell back then. She was there. She actually came in, I think, the last year that before Westlake merged, when it was Westwood and Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. She came in that last year of Westwood. So she been there since the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been there the whole life of the school. So, so, so basically, that's what. So what I'm understanding is that you are the you were basically mainly the defensive coach, assistant coach, but the defensive coach for the 33 and 0 team. Right. And so you went to go get your own team to become your own head coach and start your own legacy. That's why you left. Right. Also, not just I was the head coach and now I'm leaving. One for yeah, okay, Rogers was enough. he was the official head coach. He did, he did it the right way. But but Rogers was a mastermind in utilizing what he had. Not yeah. just myself, gotcha. Coach Bethea, who's the head coach at South Cobb High School. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Coach Bethea. And now <laughs> I'm gonna be Coach Bethea's assistant coach. Okay. Because even though I'm retired, Coach Bethea brought me on because uh, he was at Douglas County High School the last couple years, and I would run my ML King tournament mm-hmm. for my sports business there. But now he's at South Cobb, so he asked me to be his assistant. And I was like, but damn, man, I'm retired, man. I'm planning on making money on my phone from the beach. I want to go to New York and see my family in Jersey. And he's like, come on, McRae, one more run like that 33 and 0 team, man. I'm like, so I'm back coaching again. The world of basketball needs you. Well, you know, and I, and I, and I, you know, I love doing it. You know what I mean? It's something I would do for free. You know what I mean? Because I really love doing it. Because for the past couple of years, uh, as an admin, I was a school administrator when I got out of coaching. Uh, I was an administrator at a, at a middle school. And so then I moved down to elementary. And I, so therefore I made I made connections on all three levels, but I think the greatest impact that I had was with the high school kids, yeah. you know? And so now I'm back with the high school kids. So would you like to be, would you like to be a head coach again? Cause I know no. you said that you retired. Saying, yeah, yeah, no, you no. You on the beach, so I'm like. Yeah, no, no, cause I'm, no, I don't want to be a head coach. I, I'd rather uh, help my buddy coach Patea, you know, to earn that recognition of, of getting to the final four. Uh, to the state championship, I really want to help him, and uh, so now when parents ask me how come that kid is not playing, I said, "Well, let's talk to Coach Coach McKay. <laughs> So you want to pass it off? That's right. Let's talk to him. You know, let's talk to him. Because you know that's that's the that's the number one. You know, after games, parents always want to talk to you. Yes. You know, can, can I talk to you for a minute? We already know why. <laughs> you know, we already know why. So Coach Patea can have that. But speaking of speaking of parents wanting to talk, I remember. My ninth grade year, it was the first time I stepped into the halls. I looked around. Westlake was very scary to me. There's a whole bunch of kids. I came from a small Christian private school. Remember coming to your class of physical science. (laughs) About that first test, I thought I had studied. (laughs) First time I tried and failed. And you saw it in me that it just, it crushed me. I was like, I, I was smart. I don't understand. And I remember you reached out to my mom to let her know that I was going to be okay. And it's just the fact that not even knowing me, but sensing it to be like, no, that's not the countenance that this student is supposed to have. Let me figure out what's going on. And then fast forward two years, 
fall of 98. I went through one of the toughest days of my life. I had just come back from losing my great-grandmother and I get to school and get pulled into the office. My mom was coming to pick me up. And you talked earlier about dreams basically telling you either your next moves or putting things out. So I remember while I was waiting for my mom to pick me up, trying to figure out what was going on. I, I kept seeing in my head that I was standing outside your classroom talking to you. And you were telling me it was gonna be okay, this, that, whatever. And I'm thinking, why would I be talking to coach? And when I got in the car and my mom told me that my father had passed, I knew why. Because that spring before, we had went on a field trip with, our, with my French teacher. And I made sure I introduced him to you because not only were you my favorite teacher there, y'all were also Morehouse men. So I was like, oh, I got to connect two of my favorite people together. And it was just the fact that not even knowing what I was about to get told, but being shown the fact that if... I needed anybody, you were one of those people I could come to. It was one of those things like you can't plan for that. No one thinks that's what happened. These are literally things that are divinely created. And that was another reason why I wanted to definitely give my chance to give you your flowers beforehand. And then also, you know, you inspire me to keep going. I don't know if I could put it in 30. But uh, <laughs> Melissa, I'm at least maybe look past with this being year eight. I'm definitely going for 10. I might look at 15 or 20. <laughs> I don't do know it. about you 30. Do I don't know about 30. But it's we, just, I wanted to say thank you. You know, I really appreciate you bringing me on the show and, 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 and acknowledging that. You know, you know how I grew up, I guess I, I never even thought someone like me is was capable of, of making an impact on Stella and other kids. And, you know, um, until I started, when I left and became an administrator, and now the kids are grown-ups, you know what yeah. I mean? They're in their 20s and their 30s, and, you know, they would send me emails, or somehow they would get my phone number and send me text messages or even call me. And I remember at, when I was at Dutchtown Middle School, um, uh, uh, my secretary said, Mr. Mack, uh, you have a Mr. Kane on the phone. And so, it was like a regular parent, you know what I mean? So I said, mm -hmm. all right. I said, send him a line one. So I, I said, hello, this is Mr. Mack. He said, you know, we in College Park, right? Oh. Uh, so I said, College Park, oh, right? Exactly. He said, call my right. <laughs> and I said, I said, Keith? <laughs> I said, how you know it was me? I said, I know your voice. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was one of my players from 92. Yeah. And so fast forward, I haven't talked to him in so long. And he said, I've been looking all over for you. And here. someone told me you were at Dutchtown, man. He said, we're having our class reunion, man, and I want to invite you to our class reunion, man, because everybody was asking about you. So little stuff like that. And, and so, and even when I retired, you know, I'm a low-key type person. The only time I'm really excited is during basketball games, yeah. and I'm a whole different person. But I'm a low-key behind-the-scenes dude, and, and a good friend of mine, Kelvin Jones, we've been coaching together in Henry County, because even though I was an administrator, Henry County Schools allowed me to be a JV coach. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so the little time I had with Coach Jones over the last seven years, and I coached for two years with him, uh, when I retired from Henry County Schools, uh, he says, Floyd, you didn't, uh, you didn't have a big retirement party. And I said, nah, nah, nah. He says, but you didn't tell anybody until the very end, because I was a principal of summer school last summer. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't need all of that. He says, but you owe it to people. I said, what do you mean? Uh, he says, 
for the short time we coached at Luella together, and JV and, 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 and Dutchtown High School, I saw the connection you had with those kids, even though it was brief. But I, but when we're together, you got kids from in the 90s who call you and text yeah. you and, 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 and they say, thank you, man, you owe it to everybody just to let them know you need to put it on Facebook. I said, I'm not putting that on Facebook. <laughs> and so then he said, you need to do it. And he, said, he started telling me what to say. I said, I know what to say, <laughs> you know? He's like, he telling me, no, you need to say this, this. I said, all right, all right, I'll put something together. And so I put something together and I spoke to my heart, spoke from my heart. And so, you know, I didn't think anything of it. So he called me, he says, yo, did, did you see how many responses you had? I said, no, he says, you have over 400 and something comments. And so when I was reading them, man, it kind of brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. You know, the stuff that th people were saying, because now they're not, like I said in my, in my post, they're not 14, 15, 16. We we're talking about 30, 35, almost 40 year old grownups yeah. that I've helped and I didn't even know I helped. So, what I was saying earlier to lead to this, I would never thought that someone like me and where I've come from and all the challenges I had growing up, that I would make an impact on kids. It, it, you know, it's like they say, man, you, you never know your purpose until you actually do your purpose, right. when you walk through your purpose. And, and more, more times it's when you look back. And now you look back, you can see what your purpose was and see what your purpose still is. Right. And it's very, what you just said is, 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 is something I never thought about. You do owe it, when you're retiring, you do owe it to people to praise you. Like give them their, give them their final say to tell you thank you and to show their appreciation to you. Right. So that, that's good that you did send the post and you got, you got Stella up here smiling and, and all happy to where she can give you the flowers that you deserve. And she was a good student too. She, she was, was a good student. Even, even, though, she, even though she felt bad about that. Well, well <laughs> after that, uh, no, any other bad grade, I was just because I wasn't doing right. But <laughs> all the grades when I did do my stuff, they were all good. But see, you got to understand, when I first came, I, I was taking grad school classes at Georgia State. I was taking classes like medical bacteriology, mycology. What? Medical what? Bacteriology. <laughs> in my a study of bacteria and, and fungi. I was okay. I was taking that, uh, you know, anatomy, physiology, genetics, micro, and toxicology, he, immunology. And he would teach us like that. Too. Right. So that's what my mind was. Wow. I wanted to go to med school. That's what my mind was. Okay. And I never had any teacher certification yet. I was on a provisional. That was just like a, a, a time in which you had to take the necessary education classes and pass the test. So in my mind, that's where I was. And so... It didn't, I had all general classes, and so the kids weren't doing well. And I asked my department chair, I was like, hey, Ms. Dotson, can I, can I watch you teach? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah. So I would watch her, and I would go back to my class, but they still weren't doing well. I was teaching, but they weren't learning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I had to figure it out, because I was teaching like my professors were teaching in college. Oh, okay. and, and, yeah. you know, And yeah. so that's what you can't do that. No. You got to know what level the kids are and meet them where they are and bring them up. So that's what I had to realize. But as a former student, uh, we learned quick that we had to watch how much we showed him as far as us picking stuff up. Because Westlake was a magnet school, so there was a zero period. So he had zero period biology my 10th grade year. I had regular biology. Mm -hmm. I made sure not to ever take a zero period. <laughs> What's I a was, zero period? You get this. You you're in class before the bell rings. Okay. So you're already in, you've already had a class by the time the bell rings and everybody else gets to school. Okay. So he was teaching our regular biology class on the pace of his zero period biology class, 
and then even telling us that we were actually doing better than them and it was just like uh we made a mistake in showing you that we can pick this up this information up but i know for sure now even if i couldn't actually diagram um anything now i know i could look at the diagram of a pig a grasshopper all of that and understand all of that because of this man right here but somebody's in our barbershop who is it what do you want hey my name's liz um i commented and he told me to call in say hey what do you want to say hey liz how you doing (laughs) i'm good how are you i'm doing okay glad you called in yeah, I commented and he told me to call it and tell you so. My comment said that you never taught me in school, but you taught me basketball moves, but you were definitely someone that I idolized. You showed up at every game just to see me ride the bench and you would hug me when I cried afterwards. You always you always pushed me to be the best I could and honestly you were like a second dad to me. I I love I love spending time with you. Well well I, I appreciate that, Liz. You know, Liz Liz, just so you guys know, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, I used to, when I began to coach basketball again in Henry County, yeah. I was this JV coach because of my my status as an administrator, I couldn't be a head coach. So I took on a job as a, a, a JV coach, and my JV team was undefeated. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I kind of said, you know what, I'm going to work with kids in Henry County in training basketball. And so then I started building up clientele, and Liz – happened to come, I guess, to a reference, and Liz really, she was not really that great at that time. Yeah. And so I had other girls who can really go. And so I told her mom, I was like, you know what, let me train Liz individually mm-hmm. to work on her skill level, and then eventually I'll push her in with the rest of the girls. Yeah. And so, but you can tell that after I worked with Liz for at least two months, her skill level increased mm. to the point where her skill level was better than a lot of the other girls. Really? Yes, it she was. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted. She had. She had a great support system with her mom and dad. And Liz was just. She did everything I asked her to do. So she's a great kid. Oh, that's, that's great. great. That's great to hear. Aww. Thanks yes, for indeed. the call. Thank you. Liz. Thank you, Liz, for calling. You're welcome. <laughs> <sighs> this is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm still slightly I'm don't, like don't cloud be, nine right don't, now. Don't like. be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> but y'all clown me about a couple weeks ago because I was a little nervous. I know. Y'all can't, y'all can't be nervous when y'all can't flowers. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> but it's just, it's just this whole thing when you think back on, like, you know, people always say, um, who was that teacher that stuck out yeah. or, you know, that person that influenced you. And he's always in my top, top three. Yeah usually top one um but it's just like it's amazing and i was actually fortunate in all of my except for when except for going through my masters every level of schooling or every school that i went to i had a black male Mm -hmm. teacher somewhere in there so like you know a lot of people they say like oh how old were you when you had your first I was actually fortunate in kindergarten. The headmaster of the school I was at was a black man. And so, but then coming to high school and literally the walls of Westlake rang out with black male excellence. From the, and even though 
the most of them, yeah, they did. They were a coach in some aspect, but they brought the teaching aspect to the coaching field or whatever you know sport they were on. They brought the coaching aspect back to the classroom, and it was just like you knew they cared about it. Yeah. Like even if they were getting on you for just being doing what you shouldn't have did. Being like, a child. Right. There was there was only one time in my high school career that I ever thought I was actually I was ready to just throw caution to the wind and get into this fight. I was being disrespected by a guy or whatever and I was at the moment of about the fighting. I was actually in his class. He had stepped out for a minute and the dude decided <laughs> that he was just gonna say what he said. And I was I blacked out and was about to go go through it. And, I, and as my friend stopped me from actually fighting him, it wasn't the fact that I thought, oh, okay, I'm about to get in trouble, this that whatever. I just knew I didn't want to disrespect him. Yeah. And and then of course I thought like, oh, okay, it ain't worth it. But I was just like, yeah, no, I don't want him being dis disappointed in me. Yeah. That's a big. And and, and and let me piggyback on that. As I stated earlier off the air. You know, once we were 33 and 0, and I left to go to Creekside High School to be their head coach, mm-hmm. the kids didn't know why I left, my students. And I would always get on them about, you know, I always pushed them. Like, for example, when I taught a, a, a honors physical science class, I gave them the, the senior physics book, but they didn't know any different. You know what I mean? They just knew I was. They were teaching. Honest, I was teaching honest yeah, physical science. Exactly. So when I had my juniors and seniors teaching physics, I gave them the physics book, but I would give them problems out of my college book. But I couldn't tell them, "Hey, you want to do college physics yeah, today?" Yeah. They'd be like, "No, nah, we down. can't do that. Yeah, we can't do that." Down. So I yeah. would give it to them anyway, and they didn't even know they were doing it. You know, and like she said, for the general biology, I didn't care whether you were general biology, yeah. honors biology. You all were getting the same thing. So I, I, I try to always elevate them. And I knew their potential, but a lot of kids just didn't study. They didn't have good study habits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids would say, well, Coach McGray, man, you're the only class I really got to study for. And I said, that's sad. That is sad. That's sad because you have five other classes. What you mean I'm the only one? But that's, you know, right. I can't control what's in other classes, but I would hear that a lot. So I would always get on about studying, 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 calling their parents and having tutoring after school. And so when I got the job at Creekside and they knew I was leaving, mm-hmm. they thought I was leaving because they weren't studying. They weren't meeting, all of them weren't meeting the marks. So they wrote on the board, the whole board was filled up when I walked in the next day. Coach McCray, don't leave. I'm sorry. I'm going to study. I'm going to do better. Please don't leave. And I'm looking at the board. So I just kept that up the whole year until I left. There was only a couple of more months left because yeah. we're talking about April. And I just kept it up there, but I explained to them why I was leaving. So that meant a lot to me that that they thought they were disappointing me, but they really yeah. weren't. I had another opportunity I'd take advantage of. That shows how impactful that you are with the kids when they do something like that. Because yeah. most kids, if the coach is leaving, oh, good. He's getting out of here. We'll right. get another teacher. And we just He's too tough anyway. Right. We'll just right. get somebody we can run over anyway. Right, right, right. So, so talk to us about how important it is. I'm sorry. Um, we got another caller. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Caller, who's on the line? Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Who's on the line? Oh, this is Sanford. Sanford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, you gotta keep it clean, Sanford. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. I will. I, I just, <laughs> I just chimed in. There's a little background noise. Can you all hear me though? Yeah, we can hear you. I yes, think it's we the can fans. hear you. It may be the fans okay. that we have in here. <laughs> okay, great. So, very good podcast. I love what, what you guys are doing. 
I threw Floyd since 1987 when I was a senior in high school at Avondale and used to cut school and go down to college and hang out with Floyd and one of our other mutual boys, Kevin Booker. <laughs> and ever since then, that dude has always been a big brother to me, someone who loved basketball. Floyd loved basketball so much, we were playing basketball together once. I broke my nose. Floyd wouldn't even take me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> He tried to tell me my nose wasn't broken, and I felt it on the other side of my face. Bro, you gotta take me to the hospital. Let's finish the game. Three more points. Three more points. But but no, seriously though, when when he told but, but me. But hold on, hold on. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't know his nose was broke. You didn't know. We were all college kids living in um, Lake Cross over in Austell. You know, yeah. they had the basketball courts out there. Yeah. And you know, now that I'm older, I felt so. I feel sorry for the actual families <laughs> who live there because there was nothing but Morehouse, Morris Brown, you know, Clark Spellman people out there. Yeah. So we play you know our normal games, and someone hacked them. And they were like, dog, man, his nose was twisted all the way over. <laughs> he was like, nah, he said, yo, man, your nose is broke. It was all red. He was like, yo, man, take me to the hospital. I was like, nah, it's all right, man. We only got three more, we got three we got three more points. Aww. He was like, no, man, I got to go, man. So I, so I took him to yeah, the that's, hospital. That, that's his passion for this. He's always been like that. I, I told him when he retired or told me he was retiring a few weeks ago that he was actually – going to be able to focus a lot of his time and his energy on his true calling. So I don't know if you all were able to access the chat, but, you know, Floyd, since you all have talked about some of his coaching accomplishments and what an influence he's had and an impact that he's had on, on the youngsters coming up, he's a hell of a mentor. Mm-hmm. So he brings to his coaching style his ability to impact people off the court. And that's why, you know, years later, decades later, you still have all of these people reaching out, congratulating him on retiring and putting in the time he did in the educational system, all of the reminiscing about him as a coach. And so he's still young. And I told him, Lord, your true calling is in coaching. So I'm glad, my dude, that you are getting back out there, even as an assistant, I know you're still going to try to run the show over there at South Cobb. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting great things out of you, my dude. Continue your journey, man. You're just getting started, brother. I love you. But, yo, you know I'm holding back on clowning you because we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the first, hey, you heard the first thing I said, yo, keep it keep clean. Keep it clean. Because that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, but, but, but tell them, though, the reason everything happens for a reason. You all, one last thing, and then I'm going to go. One reason Floyd was able to be in coaching and teaching in high school was because he didn't get into medical school because what, Floyd? You, you came about four points short. Oh, that's his joke. That's his joke. That's his joke, man. We know we all get together. He was like, yo, you were three points short of the MCAT. Three points. You could have been a doctor. Hey, man, cancel this dude. All right, man. I all love right. you. Proud of you, brother. All right, Y'all man. got a great show, man. I'm going to check you more regularly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you calling. Oh, man. Hey, every time I talk to that dude, it's always jokes. It's all, you know how you are with your boys. It's, it's nonstop. Man. Is he from here? 
He sounds like you're from up north. He's from Jersey. Okay. You know, he, didn't he, hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. He okay. sounds like you're from yeah. north, and I was going to yeah, ask yeah. if he was one of the ones who came down here when y'all went to the 12 o'clock. No, 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 no. No, no. He was. He, he grew up in Jersey, um, but his ninth grade year, he moved down. His family moved down. He went to Avondale High School. Okay. That's where he graduated. So. Okay. But he still he still claims Jersey. <laughs> you know, that's my dude. Hey, um, you have a foundation, J Four Sports Foundation. Yes. Tell us about it. Tell us what you do, man. Well, I started um, back in 2017, as I was saying earlier, when I started uh, training kids, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to form an LLC. And so I called, you know, I formed this called J4 Sports LLC. And so that was running my um, training business, but also my um, ML King tournament over at uh, Douglas County High School with his name was Coach Hollis Bethea. He was the he and I worked together on Westlake together. Okay. And so then he became the head coach at, at Douglas County High School. I formed my LLC, and so I ran my events from 2017 out of there. And so then I said, you know what? Some of my friends like Floyd, you you need to form a foundation, and the foundation so now we can get tax write-offs. Yeah. And so I said, okay, and I and I thought about okay, how do I want how do how do I, what should my foundation look like and what should it entail? So basically it, it kinda runs my or funnels my ML King event, but also the proceeds from that, what I really wanted to do, and I just opened it up last September, is to provide kids money for scholarship opportunities. Mm-hmm. So for example, say uh, a kid I'm not talking about a D one kid like Georgia Tech, Georgia, Kentucky, because they're gonna get theirs yeah, regardless. Yeah, they got theirs. So my event it has a lot of high major players coming, but also has some kids who play Division Two, Division Three, NAI, and JUCO. And so, if you look at the comparison of Division One programs, they're gonna have four assistants. They're flying on airplanes, yeah. and they can see the big talent. But what about if you were the coach of Georgia Southwestern? It's only like two coaches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe three. That's a grad assistant. So, how much ground can two coaches really cover? You mm-hmm. can't cover a lot, and and you're not gonna. And, and those schools have to. You have to wait until all the talent is gone and whatever's left, that's what you're going to get. So now, if a kid went to Georgia Southwestern, right? Mm-hmm. Say the school, I don't know how much it costs, say the school costs 40 grand. They don't have in their budget 40 grand for scholarship money for that kid. Yeah. So well, they're going to be they're going to be creative in their financing. So if it's a good kid, he's a, he's a 3.0, a Hope kid, Hope scholarship kid, they're going to utilize the academic money. So say out of forty thousand, he gets say fifteen thousand from Hope. Mm-hmm. All right. So now what's left? So now they'll look at his his financial situation. Suppose he has like what another fifteen thousand in, in uh, grant money mm-hmm. and in loans. So that's thirty right there. So he's he's in a hole ten grand. So instead of families having to take out a student loan and he played in my event, I would like to generate enough funds from the nonprofit for all my donations to help that take kid out. That. So, th- so that's what I want to do with my foundation is to help kids um, with book scholarships and mm-hmm. with a little bit, even if it's a thousand, two thousand dollars, it's something to help a kid. Yeah. And the proceeds don't come to me, they go all to the kids. So, so that's why I developed the, the foundation. And now, since I'm retired, I can work that full time mm-hmm. and hopefully businesses will come in and donate so I can help kids. So that's what it's about. Okay. Somebody just walked in the barbershop, what you need, what you want. Uh, my name is uh, Jabari McRae. Uh, I'm Floyd McRae's son. 
I'm, I'm calling in because I, I see my Uncle Sam for called in just now, so I, I go ahead and get my two cents. Uh, just like just like my Uncle Sam said, you know, uh, first of all, I love what y'all doing with the podcast. I'm like, this is thank great, you, man. Thank and you, I, thank you. Appreciate it, appreciate it. And I'm glad that, you know, y'all, y'all honoring a real one right now. And so, <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I can appreciate that. And just like he said, you know, first of all, you know, uh, all my friends, you know, this is this a hard man to deal with. This, this is he, he's, a, he's a hard man. So, you know, all my friends, you know, love him, but but his influence, you know, goes without saying. You know, you got somebody here. I, I've never met the girl, you know, who's brought him on, but obviously she she finds value in him, uh, just like we all do. And I, so I, I remember wanted... y'all being babies. I remember y'all being little kids pl- running around our games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. That that sounds about right. That was probably about maybe like. 20 years ago now that I'm now that I'm really thinking out loud and, and counting it out loud it's 21 crazy. exactly 21 exactly <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I just want to say you know I, I, I like what you're doing and, and and I love my father and you know he's a he's a great influence and I'm glad that he's being celebrated as he should be and you know it's it, like you say you know giving somebody they flowers when when they deserve it mm-hmm. it's rare that you know somebody is getting the you know the recognition that they deserve. You know, and, and so I'm glad that he's getting it. So that's that's really all I really wanted. And and I'm glad that my uncle, my godfather, and my family are calling in, and everybody's watching. We are listening, and watching. So we appreciate what y'all doing, and we love my father, and, and we love what he's doing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, brother. I, I thank love you, you too. for sharing him and, with us. Hey, and, and I'll cash up you that money. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna pay the advertisement. <laughs> so this is a paid yeah, advertisement. Crazy. That's, crazy. That's good business. <laughs> Could you tell us how important it is for black males to be in the school system, as far as mentors, and some not just in. Uh, Janitorial services. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying teachers specifically because Starlight brought up a great point when she said she was asked, when did you ever have your first black male teacher? And it made me think about when was the, when did I have mine? And the one that I had, God bless the dead, he was our high school basketball coach who was also our gym teacher, Coach Lee Hill. Uh, but he – and I'm, I'm not taking away from Coach Hill. God bless the dead once again, great man. But he taught PE. He taught gym. You taught an actual class as a black male and coach by science. Because you talked about how important it is for us black males to see a male figure like you. And, and black females as well to see a strong male, black male figure like you. In the right. classroom, in the, class in the front room. office. Right. I, I tell her, please let them know how important it, 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 I, you know what? I, re- I really didn't know until I went to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't know my responsibility. Even going through Morehouse, I'm just a dumb kid. You know what I mean? Going through school, I didn't realize it until I became that adult. Yeah. And how my professors at Morehouse in, in the biology department are all black males. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, specifically my physiology class, Dr. Cook, and me and him are real still cool to this day. We wouldn't even talk about anatomy and physiology. He would explain the role of the black man in, in, in a society and how society views us. So, and he would tell us through stories. And we wouldn't do anything anatomy and physiology. So now when I came into the school, you know, I told the kids, I said, this class is more than this biology, mm-hmm. more about the cell. And I said, we're going to talk about the real life things. And, and so that's how I built relationships with them. And, and, and they told me some of their stories. And I told them my background. 
and, and for example, when I even became, a, um, and let me go back in Westlake, oh, like she said, you know, we had four, four or five black dudes in the science department mm -hmm. teaching AP biology, physics, high-power courses. Really? Yeah, and kids had never even seen that before. We had people in, in English, math, the PE department. So that, that school, the principal did a good job by flooding people uh, with, with, with black males. And so... And so, like I said, I, I really knew the impact in, in, in high school. But let me tell you this real quick about when I became an administrator at um, Dutchtown Middle School. Mm -hmm. We had a kid who transferred from Stone Mountain. And um, young black male, eighth grader, when he came in, also caused some problems. You know, he caused some problems. So, so they said, yo, McRae, man, you need to get that kid. Man, he's already, he only been in school a couple of days, caused problems. So I, I said, all right, send him to my office. So when he came in, um, I said, hey, man, let's have a seat. And, you know, he sat down. I said, I just want to talk to you for a minute. He said, I ain't got nothing to say to you. I said, okay. I said, I'm sorry. You ain't got to say anything. I said, but you're going to listen. Mm -hmm. You're going to listen. And so I said, um, I'm just going to ask you one question. That's all. Just give me that respect for one question. And he wasn't looking down. He was looking down. And I said, uh, did you ever live in a, do you live in a house or an apartment? I said, this one, man, let's answer one time. He said, all right, one time, I live in a house. I went like this. I said, you got one up on me, man. I said, I never lived in a house. I, I, I said, if I brought you to my home place in Jersey, in New York, I lived in 20 different apartments. I lived in, I lived in four places all within a football field, maybe like a football field and a half away from each other. Mm. I moved twice in the same month. I said, my nickname was Gypsy. Because I always moved around. Yeah. And so when people would call me that, that's why I was saying Sanford, I learned how to crack back. And so then I got <laughs> out of control with it. You know what I mean? I really did. And so, but that was my defense mechanism. And so I got real good at it. And so I moved so much, I didn't even know I didn't have anything. You know what I mean? Because my mother sheltered. I still went to the same elite private schools. And so I was telling him my story how um, I said, even at this school right here that you're in right now, my counselor made a presentation to the teachers, and she said, well, you're going to, teachers, you're going to get kids from all walks, million-dollar homes. That's the Dutchtown community, because mm -hmm. yeah. we had T.I. son in our school, too. So mm -hmm. million-dollar homes, uh, middle income, and people who are homeless. And she said, homeless doesn't mean that you're living in a shelter or living in a car. Homeless means you don't have your own dwelling. And I'm in, the, I'm in the library sitting back listening, right, as the administrator watching to make the presentation. Yeah. And she said, what I mean by that, if you don't have your own dwelling, you're living on your aunt's couch or sofa or in a room somewhere. And when she said that, it hit me. That was me. Mm. I was that kid. So, and I'm telling him this story, right? And I said, I immediately left and went to my office and cried. And I said, I was a homeless dude. And I'm telling, and now I can see this dude. He's kind of raising up and kind of looking at me. And I walked over to him and I put my arm. I said, look at my arm, man. Put my arm next to yours. And he did. I'm the same color you are. Yeah. I'm just an older cat. So I understand the trials that you're going through. And so I, I don't want to get too deep now on the radio, but no, I was telling no, him. No, that's deep as you need to. That's what we're here for. I was yeah. telling him a lot more, right, about the drugs. I ain't never sold drugs, but I've seen all that stuff that he sees. Yeah. I saw all that stuff. I saw, where you know, ambulance all down the street. I saw people getting jumped on the back of the bus. I saw down my hallways people selling drugs and people getting 
jumped in the hallway. So all the stuff he thought I ain't see because he sees me with a suit on. Exactly. He sees yep. me driving that, that that white Lexus, so he thinks yep. I got everything. But you don't you you just see Mr. Mac now. Yeah. But see, you don't understand where he came from. Yeah. You don't understand that my 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 mother, she always told me don't go in my room when mm -hmm. she left the house. And I said, Mom, I'm not going in your room. She said, I said, I know, I know, I just want you to clean my room. And I told him, I said, she she said it enough. But when I was 12 years old, she left. I waited. I said, I'm gonna go in her room. Why she keep telling me that? Mm -hmm. And when I went in her room, what I what did I see? I didn't see what I had in my room. And mm -hmm. in my room, I had a full size bed. I had a, a cabinet on this side, a cabinet on this side. With, with when you open it up, there were cabinets, mm -hmm. and they connected at the top with a light going down. I had a Tandy computer before everyone even had it. I had posters, college pennants on my wall. I had a, a state of the art room. But I, when I went in her room. I saw she had a, 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 a box spring and a mattress. She didn't have a dresser, she didn't have a headboard, Man. her clothes were all over the place. She didn't have Sacrifice. anything. She gave everything for me. So yeah. when I'm telling him this, now he's listening. And I said, I'm just like you, man. So this is what I need you to do. And I explained him his responsibility. And so I said, I'll check on you, man. So he leaves and he comes right back, maybe like 10 seconds later. He said, Mr. Mack, I gotta see the school resource officer. I said, but you got to see the results. He said, I, I got to see him, man. I got to see him right away. I said, you all right? He said, no, I, I got to see him. I said, all right, go to class, man. I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him. So I asked the secretary. I said, Miss Wood, do me a favor. Uh, call Deputy Williams. So he called him over there. So he came over. He said, Mac, what's up? I said, I don't know, man. I, I had a kid that I talked to for like an hour. And my old principal at the time said, man, Ray, you got to stop talking to these kids for so long. <laughs> you got stuff to do. Yeah, work, yeah but, I, but, I, but I have to connect with them. You, you know what I mean? That's just me. Yeah. And so I said, I don't know, man. I was just talking to him. He said, he want to see you. He said, all right. So I said, I called him back. I said, Wood, call him back up. So he called him back up. And so I said, I, we're, we're going to call him Jake. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I said, Jake, this is Deputy Williams. Dave Williams is Jake. He says, hey, son, what's up? He reached in his pocket. He pulled out two bags of weed and I'm like this oh man and so the officer <laughs> said well Mr. Mac that's a first Can we take this I'll be right back and I said yo man why'd you do that I said why would you do that I said he says because I don't want to do it anymore I said but you could have thrown it in the trash you could have thrown it on a toilet yeah. but why would you do that in front of him he said why he said why because of what you said to me I said, what did I say to you? <laughs> I ain't tell you to do that. He said, no, man, you told me your story. He said, I'm tired of doing it, and this is the only way that's going to stop me. Damn. And so I guess, you know, I've helped. A, and like I said, I got so many stories, Damn. and my son would tell you. Did he tell you that story? <laughs> he, got, he got this story, that story. You know, and, and even my boy's like, okay, how long are we going to get McRae? Okay, we got 30. He's going to talk to like two or three minutes. But I got so many stories, but that's the story that really stuck out because yeah. this is the kid that was crying out for help, and he didn't know what to do, and that's what he did. Damn. You know, so. That's that, that man. Yes. That, See? Yes. I did good, people. Yes. I did good. <laughs> no, I, and, and I get it because um, I've been in the role of being a mentor, right. and, and it's – and the best job I ever had was when I um, worked in the group home right. with high school boys. Mm -hmm. That was the absolute best job I ever had. That's right. I loved the job so much, my wife at the time had to tell me, um, you know you have a family at home. Right, right, right. <laughs> because right, I was spending right. so much time and I wanted to eat dinner there to let them know what it's like to have a man in the house and just things like that. And she, she had to remind me that, you know, 
you got a family at home that yeah. needs the same thing that them boys need. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, but um, I, bro, I, I get it. I, I definitely, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing because we, they need it. Need it. We need examples like you in the classroom, on the basketball court, in the world to help these young men become who they're supposed to be. That's right. Thank you. Salute. Okay. I salute to you. So, as they say, you want to give all of this up? You want to give it all up? <laughs> all this mentorship, all these great things that you're doing at the schools, you want to give all well, of no, this up? Well, no, I'm still going to be doing it, you know what I mean, through, you know, South Cobb. I still go over there. I just started. I don't actually work there, you know. So, as a retired person, um, I'm getting a retirement, but I can work 49% of the time. Yeah. So, you know, I got my sports marketing business, my nonprofit that I do. I'm also a health coach. You know, I, okay. I, I weigh 290 pounds back on January Who? 15th, and now I'm 220. Who? Me. You weigh 290. Yeah, yeah. I weighed. I'm 220 now. No, man. Yeah, man. I can show you a picture before and after. I'm an actual health coach now, so I got 25, 30 clients that I work with yeah. to help them, you know, in terms of their health journey. It's a life. Okay. It's a mental and physical transformation, but it starts with the mind. So I do that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a nonprofit, but I'm also a penny stock day trader. Okay. Um, and also for my old school system, they offered me a position there working part time. So I got a lot of different things, you know, going on that I can do from my phone. I can do yeah. it remotely. So. Um, but, you know, as far as me being face-to-face -face now, I'm still I'm going to be back in the school part-time mm -hmm. for coaching basketball, but I'm not just going to coach basketball. Hopefully you know that. I'm yeah. going to be helping these kids. You're not going to be able to you, just you, coach basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you've never just coached basketball. And you've never just taught. You've, you, you, you've taught. You've right. helped. You've right. mentored. You've gave, these, you've gave these kids what they needed right. to, to be successful in life. I mean, you gave them one up because I think my first black male – teacher was in high school yeah and and if it weren't for him if it weren't for dr townsend god bless him he's he, he got him up out of here earlier this year mm -hmm. and um hal mr hal Wright, man i i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have got out of high school when i got out of high school right. i wouldn't have got i definitely wouldn't have got out on time right. and um those two brothers man they 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 put in me and gave me some things that I'm going to take to the end. And I'm trying to teach the, the, the fellas that I impact, I try to teach that to them, some of the things that these guys taught me. So, man, once again, I salute you, man. I salute you. And we're going to let cool in the game. Celebration. <laughs> Gotta pull up the red cup on this one. <laughs> it ain't nothing juicy. That's what I'm about to say. What's in that red cup? It's just juice. It's just juice. You gotta make it clear. It's just juice. <laughs> Definitely clear. How, how's that day trading going for you, that penny stock? You know I recently what? started, so that's what I'm asking. I, I know it's totally off subject, but. Yeah, yeah. It's just you, know, you know, back in, you know, in the 90s, I had a guy I work with, uh, Perry Owens. He retired. He's from Jersey. And uh, he went to Princeton, yeah. and he would tell me this. He's a, he's a lot older than me, so he would tell me the stories that he experienced at Princeton that wasn't favorable. And so he went to Clark and got his MBA, mm. and he was a science teacher too. Like I said, we had like five or six science teachers in Westlake, and he showed me his portfolio back then. Yeah. And he wasn't trading uh, 
you know, penny stocks. He had, he had like Walmart, you know, the top the big things. Boys, yeah. yeah, and he had a lot of money in there. But you know what? I'm 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 20 something years old. I ain't thinking about that. No. Nope. I'm thinking about coaching basketball, and now I want to be a college basketball coach. Um, and so now I utilize as as I move forward in terms of trying to figure out, okay, how can I make money other ways besides yeah. um, a work? You know, how can I make money in my sleep? So then I was researching like. Um, uh, uh, high-yielding savings accounts. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Some people don't know what high-yielding savings accounts. When you look at the, the interest rate on high-yielding savings accounts compared to your regular brick and mortar, yep. now the interest rates are low, but at that time when I got it two years ago, it was a much higher yep. rate, and you get much more of a return. But if you ask the average dude, what kind of return do you get on your on, on Bank of America? They don't know. They don't know. Exactly. But I knew at mine it was 2.64. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, you're not getting that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so then I started researching about penny stocks, and and I realized how, how volatile it was. But I didn't see until I saw Steve Harvey's show on Facebook, you know, little clips. Mm-hmm. And they had a guy named Tim Sykes on there, and he was explaining why he trades penny stocks because of the volatility of, of penny yep. stocks. And he says he's not looking for the long haul. Nope. And so it's very volatile, but you got to watch it. And yes. I made pretty decent money by using his methods. That's, you know, and that's his class. That I think if you can get out there and teach people, it's risky. Right. But if, if you don't have to put much money out there. Right. But you got, like you say, track it, get in, get out. Right. And take your money out of it. That's right. We gotta get ready to wrap it up. Hey, man, I sure hate we have to do this. But um, Coach Mack, you definitely got to come back. Okay. Because we have to continue to. <laughs> but it's about that time. Sweet the flows and clean the clippers. I ain't clean no damn bathroom tonight. Let's give it to Greg. Let Greg do it. Big Shoot, you got the bathroom. It's arbitrarily going to go to Greg. The shop is closed. Get out. Let's celebrate. Talking random.